0: Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, friends, this time is a time set aside for us to worship and pray, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose and let it out through your mouth. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose and out through the mouth inhale through the nose seal the lips and exhale through the nose and then just continue to breathe with your own rhythm of breath inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose Genesis 2 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So, as you're here just noticing your breath, I invite you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and know that he is as close to you as your next breath. Now, just begin to ask yourself, What is my breath like? Where do you feel your breath in your body? What is the pace of your breath? Maybe the quality or rhythm of your breath. As you breathe in, can you begin to let your breath come all the way down to the bottom of your belly and let your ribs expand, let your belly expand. And as you breathe out, imagine that your lungs are like emptying a balloon, releasing that stale air that no longer serves you, making room for fresh, life-giving oxygen. The more that I learn about the breath and the calming effects it has on our nervous system, the more I'm amazed at God's design. Of course, he designed us to be calmed by breathing in his breath of life. Now I just invite you to begin to notice your body. If you're seated in a chair, maybe plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall. Or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. If so, just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, can you relax your shoulders away from your ears? Relax your jaw and just continue to breathe deeply the breath of life. To connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to practice breath prayer. The practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. Our breathing is something that comes naturally, it's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, we are a people. And as you exhale, who love our enemies? inhale we are a people and exhale who love our enemies take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath inhaling we are a people and exhaling who love our enemies Friends, we're in week four of our Identify series of who we are as a church and who we are as a people who follow God. This week, Aaron talked about our fourth standard of who we are. We are a people who love our enemies and return cursing with blessing. Aaron talked about the cingulate cortex of the brain and how science is confirming that when we do something that we don't wanna do, the cingulate cortex grows. And that the cingulate cortex is this place in our brain where our awareness of God goes from subconscious to conscious. And when we do things we don't want to do, it increases our awareness of God speaking in our lives. So we need to do things we don't want to do in order to deepen our connection with God. Friends, I don't know if you remember Aaron saying that God invited him to live this sermon out before he preached it. But God did the same thing for me, too. And this meditation is my reflection on what I learned by doing something I didn't want to do. I have a person in my life who has hurt me deeply. That person asked me if we could talk so that he could share his heart and apologize for how he has hurt me. My initial human response was, no thank you. And if I'm honest... It wasn't that kind, it was much more harsh than that, but I'll keep it G-rated here. So I told him, no, I don't have the emotional capacity to hear what you have to say right now. Thinking that what I was doing was a good thing, and that I was protecting myself. That very next day after I said that, was week two of this Identify series, and Aaron said, we are a people who are generous with our emotional energy and if we choose not to do that, that is self-preservation and not being a disciple of Christ. Yoza. That one was a zinger straight to my heart, and I knew God was speaking directly to me. And with every fiber of my being, I long to be a disciple of Christ, so I heeded the word and reached back out to this person to let them know, I've been deeply convicted by the Lord, and I'm open to meeting to hear what you have to say. So we scheduled a time to meet, which was about a week later. That whole week I was anxious. I didn't want to do this, but I knew that God was calling me to do it. The day of our meeting came and I was an anxious mess. My tummy was in knots. My heart rate was elevated. My blood pressure was elevated. I was on edge the whole day because I knew what was coming. I had to face my quote unquote enemy the time came for our meeting and I covered it and myself in prayer I met with this person and you know what it was a great meeting horribly painful but great all at the same time a few days after the meeting my mom asked me how I was after having a few days to process I responded in truth I'm great, and I'm actually so glad I did it. Friends, I did something I did not want to do. Something I originally said no to because I didn't want to do it so bad. But the freedom I feel now, having done it, is unexplainable. Why? Because like Aaron said, I was able to show others the heart of reconciliation that God has. It reminded me how important grace is, not only for me, but for others. It forced me to deal with the wounds in my own heart. It showed me God's heart for me. And it actually created a capacity for me to hear the voice of God better. Friends, if I would have done what I wanted to do, I would be stuck in the bondage of anger and unforgiveness. But I'm not there now because I did what I didn't want to do. And I don't know what the future holds for my relationship with this person. But what I do know is that I'm one step closer to healing, to wholeness, and to hearing God and being connected to God than I was before. So friends, my question is this. What is God calling you to do that you don't want to do? Can you take a deep breath? Grab God's right hand and do it, knowing there's freedom on the other side. I'm here for you to encourage you and pray for you as you step into this space, so feel free to reach out to me. But for now, just take a moment of stillness. Wrestle with God about where he's calling you to, and then make that commitment to jump in So Father God, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you that your ways are infinitely better than anything we could think of or imagine. Lord, thank you for the peace that comes when we do things that we don't want to do and the glory that you get in the process. Lord, I love you and I'm so grateful for your heart of reconciliation that you have for me and for all of those that are in my life. Lord, may I be a person who loves my enemies well, especially when I don't want to. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. One, two, three, Whenever you feel afraid The next time you find yourself scared Just remember